Hello, hello, hello. How are you today? Today is an exciting day. Welcome to the podcast. So this is my co-founding director and partner, LaMail Spain, and I'm Margaret Bays, and it is indeed an exciting day today. Um, Welcome, everyone, to the Breakthrough Podcast, where on today's episode, we are going to continue discussing a subject near and dear to LaMail's heart, and that is the prison break, working your way out of bondage that's brought about by chronic illness, disease, and conditions. So my partner, LaMail, was um, diagnosed, or now, as he says, caught MS in 2013, and I'm sure that he's going to go well into what the difference is between being diagnosed and catching something, because it has everything to do with the mind and how we think about stuff. But all that aside, for the past nine years, he has become a professional and personal expert on how to break those uh, prison bars of chronic disease. So before I turn things over to LaMail, I want to name just a few of the most common emotions that people feel when they are first brought that impact of um, a diagnosis. Initially, people um, are either going to face it or deny it. They could feel anger, grief, anxiety, guilt, shame, powerlessness, helplessness, hopelessness, fear, and denial. So LaMail, tell us uh, a little bit more about your story, the beginning, the middle, and where you are now. Um, by all means, uh, thank you for that list, because as you was renaming those different things, I checked off all of them. Oh, boy. Mm-hmm. With the whole process, this thing has been a journey. Um, and so... Um, if you don't mind, can you ask me the question one more time? Cause yeah. I, yeah. I was that list and I'm like, damn. <laughs> I hit I hit the high points. Yeah. So there's a normal, what's called a normal crisis pattern, right? When someone is impacted with what, you know, a diagnosis with a serious chronic illness is like a giant trauma. And there's a normal pattern that people go through, you know, from impact to, you know, then how they respond, what their feelings are and so forth. So what I was asking was, um, you know, nine years ago, you know, and obviously that, that crisis pattern has a life, it has a trajectory, it, it travels over time. So what happens in the first days or weeks is sort of one set of emotions. And then you move to a second phase where you might be confused and withdraw and you might be feeling another set of emotions. And then more time goes by weeks, months, and you're in a different phase of things where you're starting kind of to adjust that this might be my reality for half a minute. And then eventually, you know, with the right support and learning and tools and so forth, people can make their way to what's called the reconstruction reconciliation phase of a chronic illness, which most undoubtedly is where you are now, 
not only in your own life and your own healing, but how well you're inspiring others to do the same thing. So what I was asking is for you to tell us about your move through those phases from okay. beginning to where you are now. Um, the first thing I'm going to answer with the question. Um, <laughs> when you talked about that process, it reminded me of grief. Mm. Um, would you say that this process is similar to grief? Well, yeah, I mean, de definitely because it, what, and what makes it so is that grief usually, you know, comes on the heels of like a traumatic loss of a person. Yeah. Um, mm -hmm. and, and so grief is, is a trauma as, as is the diagnosis with a chronic illness like cancer or MS or, you know, any kind of chronic or serious illness or condition um, that really affects your life and causes a person to ask this question, you know, am I going to die because I have this? I mean, how am I, how is my life as I knew it going to change? You know, what's going to happen to me? So yeah, it is like grief in the sense of that it is like a trauma that you have to come to terms with. So the process is quite similar. So to answer your question, um, my journey, in the beginning, uh, I didn't buy the brand. I still don't buy the brand. Um, it wasn't until the middle part of my journey that I started to question whether or not I can pull this off. <laughs> because I looked at it as, and some people may hear this and, and say he's kind of insane and I'm, 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 I, I'll buy that. <laughs> honestly, you have to, you before anybody, any professional, any doctor, any medical individual, they, before they buy it, you have to buy it. And what I mean by that, if you don't really buy the possibility that you're going to kick this, whatever it is, fill in the blank, lupus, multiple sclerosis, ALS, cancer, whatever, if you don't buy it and you believe this is the end result, this is my prison sentence, then that's it. So, so let me just interrupt you one second. So what you're saying is that if you refuse to accept a diagnosis, like it's a death sentence, that's step one. You have to not see it as a death sentence. You have to see it as this is something that even though it might be difficult, challenging, it might feel terrible. I can do something about it. I can be an actor in my own recovery. Is that what you're saying? You can be an actor in your own movie. Right. Okay. Uh -huh. You're not, you're not, uh, uh, extra, uh -huh. you know, uh -huh. um, because it's your movie. Um, I say, and I'm going to help you cause you talked about caught MS. I've always, always believe that I caught MS. And, and so that means that means what, as opposed to that you were diagnosed with MS? Why is that significant, the difference between those words? Okay. 
you can catch a Tesco. Have you ever called a Tesco? I'm asking you. Have you ever yeah, called? Yeah, a- definitely, definitely, of course. And oh, so you still got the Tesco? No, definitely not. Oh, so you don't have it? Right. So, oh, kicked it right out. So, the same thing applies. Your body fixed you. Right. Don't, 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 don't. People that's listening. Oh, it was the medicine. It was the Oprah the counter. The OTCs. <laughs> <laughs> uh, see, I think I was smart. I'm very smart. <laughs> it was the OTCs didn't do it. It was your body. The OTCs helped your body. So, so I'm going to interrupt you just a second because what's interesting when you ask me if I have ever caught a chest cold, I had to really think hard because, to be honest with you, I personally, uh, yeah, I haven't. I have not. I have not paid five cents in a sick visit copay to a doctor in nearly 10 years. And it's funny you say that because I'm the same way, even though I'm dealing with what I'm dealing with. Right. I call it the chest cold. Right. Uh, I have not ever in a long time caught. uh, Anything else. Yeah. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like when people do labs on me, I pick on them. <laughs> I know the numbers. Like, oh, I can, they don't have to tell me I'm healthy because I know the numbers and I'm like, God, oh, that's healthy. But I ask them, oh, so I must not be healthy. <laughs> like, no, mo- most people tell me, uh, you're healthier than I am. I'm like, yep, I only got the Harlem shakes. so so basically what we're saying by saying any of this is that we have learned to treat our bodies in such a way by the practices we keep that our bodies essentially work the way that they are supposed to exactly that's that right there is the main point right there if you ever cut yourself i'm asking another question have you ever cut yourself Oh, definitely. I'm a huge cook. I cook my own food. So yeah, I've slipped with the knife. Sure. Oh, and so whatever you cut is still bleeding. It's still cut. Oh, no, definitely not. My point is your body is designed to heal itself. Right. And so whatever your quote unquote disease, because disease is nothing but a dis-ease of the body. Right. Mm -hmm. But we just put it together. Disease, disease. No, 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 no. Slow down. <laughs> this ease of the body. Something is not normal. It's not working the way that it should. And that's why you're in a dis-ease state or an unease state. Once you get back into the ease state, the disease has to leave. Love don't live here anymore. Get out of here. <laughs> <laughs> So, so I say all that to say that's why I always say I call MS because if you can heal from a chest cold, you can heal from MS. So basically, it's very interesting because um, at some point, you know, later on in the show, when we get to the place where we're going to wrap it all up, um, we're going to start with what you do first, second, third, and so forth. But it's kind of a 
an appropriate time to mention it because you're saying first things first right now. The most important and fundamental um, aspect of recovering from anything, anything at all, is how you think about it. So if you think that it is something that you can heal from, if you think that you can look at a doctor who has basically given you essentially a death sentence and say, you know what? I am not going to accept that. And I'm going to find a different way because I believe that my body can heal itself. Now, does that mean you won't have to learn new things, that you won't have to do new things, that you won't have to adopt new practices, that you might actually have to take some medicine sometimes? Am I saying, for example, that if you get cancer, that you don't have to have chemotherapy? Not necessarily. What I am saying is that you have to have a belief that you can heal. That's first. Am I right? Am I hearing you correctly? Yes, because honestly, I don't care. Y'all can, I know I do care. So <laughs> don't turn. But some of y'all are going to turn this down when I say this, because some of y'all may not believe what I believe, and that's okay, you know, or whatever. But that's how God created it. Mm. Our, body, our bodies. The cell phone that you talk on, the computer that you are watching this or listening to this or whatever, they're all knockoffs mm-hmm. to original computer, which is our bodies. Our cells are so freaking amazing that my great co-host I was about to say <laughs> but then everybody would have turned off they'd have had called, to unplug called TMZ and we would have made the press and all that like <laughs> get, up. get out of here but your cells that you have in your body today are they the same cells that you had last year Oh, um, 100% not. What about, oh, 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 what about 10 years ago? A uh, decade? Uh, definitely 100% not. The point I'm trying to make is that our bodies are so freaking amazing. The disease that you have, the dis-ease that you have, they still, these are new cells that are in your body you know what I'm saying, that are reprogramming from the thoughts that you have that say, I have this disease and it's acting upon that. You know, of course, like you said, you got to take medicine, you got to do certain protocols and stuff like that. But it all boils down to the mind and how the mind is programming these cells because these are new cells and they need for some part to be programmed to do what they were designed to do. So with those sales, you can tell them, look, no, we don't play this game. You're going to get in line. You're going to do what I say. You don't work. You work for me. I don't work for you. 
So this is this is all very this is all so exciting. I, I'm going to be now. I'm going to be the one who's exuberant because okay. So right now we're recording our podcast that will actually air tomorrow, which is Wednesday the 11th. But this evening, um, we have this very exciting members only forum group uh, scheduled where we're going to have a bunch of men talking about a really important topic. But what's the connection to that right now is the neuroscience. Okay, the our cells are so amazing and our bodies are like computers. And this gentleman who is a neuroscientist and psychiatrist who wrote the book with Oprah Winfrey, Dr. Bruce Perry, I mean, he basically talks about all of the advancements in recent decades in neuroscience that actually allow us to prove what you're saying in that there are these different regions of the brain, they function in just such a way. And when you have experiences, for example, that are like, bam, traumas that run into your body, that it literally impacts how these certain areas, the limbic system in your brain and the um, amygdala, which are the, the, the parts of the, the, um, the brain anatomy where feelings and emotions are stored. That's just the emotional part of your brain. Honestly. Right, exactly. Like those things become shaped differently in response to traumatic events. So he talks about how critically important it is to basically, in an, in essence, do what you just said and reverse that switch and say, no, 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 brain, no, 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 body, you work for me now. I don't work for you. And I'm not going to be reactive to all this trauma. I'm but not going to. Right I want to stop there. What, what you're saying is so true. Yeah. It's spot on. However, mm-hmm. what we'll run into is paradigms and paradigms are nothing but habits and programming that's a fancy word of saying habits and programming paradigms um and when you don't do what you just said and you go back to the paradigm of how it used to like think of a habit a habit is basically a habitual a habitual action that you're doing over and over and over again you without have to, thinking without thinking without thinking that's right without thinking if you don't change that then of course the sales are going to be like oh, okay i got this you know you've been doing it this way we're going to do it no you got to make a conscious effort to stop it and i'm saying it because i had to do that of course still doing that you know what I'm saying? Like, no, I'm not completely MS free, but the day is coming soon. Point blank, period. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? And for the religious people out there, like, that's what they was talking about in the Bible. That's why Jesus was so, um, like, amazing because he spoke things. The word, the things that you say, the thoughts that you think are so freaking powerful. And when you do not, take it for what it is you become a prisoner like I, I i i did a motivational text message and i said that you some people are prisoners of their own minds and they don't even know it and i'm paraphrasing it but that was what the the 
the motivational text was saying of some people are prisoners of their own mind and that's what's going on right now with your quote unquote dis-ease you're a prisoner right. i'm trying to break out i'm right. i'm 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 not waiting for a sentence i'm not <laughs> waiting for the parole board i'm 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 breaking out like point blank period like sent out an AP. So this is so this is a situation basically what you're saying is that this is a situation where you actually have choice you have yeah. to, you have a choice to either accept the death sentence and go to death row or you can do different things so for example when you get a diagnosis and it's serious and you are like every other person kind of thrown into that crisis pattern right and the beginning is the impact wham you got you know mown down in your prime right you are going to go through the stages where you ask yourself these questions how is this going to affect my life and and really seriously am i going to die and and how am I, how can i prepare myself to die and and even beyond that you know how am i going to prepare my family, my children, but, but, my spouse. Wait, wait, wait. Let me finish. Let me finish. Let me finish. You keep going on and on. How will I pay for treatment? How will anyone help me? How am I going to cope with all this? And basically that whole thing is like a humongous, negative, anxious, fear, powerlessness, hopelessness, downward spiral. That's what that is. All those questions. Like, even though it's normal to ask them. Of course. That is the thing. Like, literally imagine a cyclone and it's spinning in a direction. What you have to be able to say to yourself is, okay, I'm going to grab hold of this thing. And by hook or crook, to quote you, LaMail, I'm going to turn it in the other direction. Oh, what she loves stealing my sayings, hook or crook. <laughs> by hook or crook. I'm going to twist this cyclone in the opposite direction and I am not going to prison. Like, um, I'm glad that you went through what you went through. Very articulate. Um, and I'm going on record to say that you are an awesome business partner. Oh. So um, <laughs> y'all can take MZ, take that one. <laughs> And I'm not going to even charge you for it. But <laughs> in, um, as you was talking, all I could think about is my dear friend, even though I never met him, Bob Proctor. Oh. And I talked about ignorance. Ignorance is the start of everything. When you said what you said, asking all those questions, ignorance is at the top. And when you, ignorance is only simply not knowing and when you was asking those questions, basically, that's what those questions stem from, not knowing. How is, what is this going to, blah, 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 this, that, that, and it's like a snowball effect. And so here you are in your conscious mind thinking all these questions that usually don't get answered. And when you do get uh, a white coat, the garment, that they wear white coats. There are some doctors out there that are great. They say, oh, it's complicated. That's not an answer to my question. How am I going to deal with this? And so now you got this worry and doubt and it's snowballing and you 
hopelessness and all this, it seeps into your subconscious mind. And your subconscious mind is the slave of you. It has to do whatever you say. Whatever you think, it will produce. That's what creations come from. A man or a woman had a great idea and that idea impressed upon their subconscious mind and it became a reality. So your subconscious mind with the worry and doubt and all those questions that you were saying turns into fear. Fear is nothing but false evidence appearing real. Yes, that's right. That's right. You don't know the answer, but because of all the craziness that's going on in your mind, you are scared. You don't understand what is going on and that fear turns into anxiety. It's, and it's impressed upon the body, through the body. It's in the body now. It started in the mind, now it's in the body. Right, and correct. Anxiety is never expressed, it's suppressed. And I'm going through this diagram to explain because I'm about to tell y'all, because my business partner asked me, <laughs> like, tell us about your journey. I'm, I'm giving you what I went through on a scientific basis. So that anxiety is never expressed, it's suppressed. Right. That anxiety is suppressed and it turns into depression. That's your hopelessness. There you go, like shit. I don't know how this is going to happen. What is going to happen? I'm, I'm, it looks like I'm going to die. Yes. Yes. Into disease. The dis-ease, a body that is not at ease. And that disease turns into disintegration, which is honestly a fancy word for death. I go back to my example, my life. In the beginning, I was like, I'm not buying this brand. And I kept telling myself that over and over. I'm not buying this brand. I'm No, LaMail doesn't have MS. And that's where the cult MS, because at that point, at that time, I had an immaculate body. I'm not bragging and boasting. You can look at the pictures and see. <laughs> I, I was, I was, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> so, I, I look good, but everybody that knew me, the question came up, was well, Spain, because that's how most people know me as, my last name, Spain, how did you get it? How did you get diagnosed? And my answer was, I don't know. I don't know. The doctor said it was complicated. I can't tell my friends it's complicated because they look at me like I'm retarded or, or, or slow or, or unknowledgeable. Sorry. Um, and so I stopped telling them. I'm like, eh, whatever. I don't know. I called it. So that's how I came up with the call. That's how I came up with where if I could heal from a chest cold, why can't I heal from MS? I mean, it's the same. It's a it's a disease. The chest cold is a baby disease that you get rid of. So, huh? What? And so for a while, for years, when I had to battle your, your diagram that you, 
um, articulated. Hmm. A battle on a daily basis. Like, no, nah, the man ain't got MS. And I would talk to myself. And you have to talk to yourself. Oh, boy. Sometimes, sometimes you have to scream at yourself. <laughs> like, this is not mine. Take it back. It's just like if somebody sent you something or some you received a gift, but it was not your gift. And you told the mailman or the UPS or whatever, this is not mine. You got to take this back. Sorry, this I don't. That's not my name. And you send it back to the person, that company. That's what I was doing with my MS. Like, no, nah, this is not mine. I mean, I will be cussing. Hmm. I'm talking cussing. But my spiritual, <laughs> my spiritual understanding or reading, because I hadn't understood it yet. Mm-hmm. I, I was like, well, you know, if Jesus healed Jairus' daughter and he healed Lazarus and then he even healed himself. He died. Three days later, he came back. That's what we celebrate on Easter. So hold on. So you mean to tell me I'm an alien? Like what, what's going on? Like, so I, 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 I would be, seriously, I would be in here having a mental battle every day. Like this, what we're playing, what what we're dealing with, what you're dealing with is not uh, a checkers game. What you're playing is chess. And this shit, and I'm saying this on purpose. No part, my French, no. Hear me clearly. This shit is for real. This is grown folk situations that you're playing with. And you have to doggone draw in your mental capacities to do what you need them to do and you need to speak to yourself speak life into yourself and tell yourself i'm not buying it ever even if it looks the way it looks it could change just like it changed for quote unquote the bad you wasn't always in the disease state it one day you woke up and you had a little chest cold but my business partner margaret would tell you it didn't happen overnight the stuff was happening but you wasn't paying attention it 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 was like slowly but surely happening but you wasn't paying attention and then it just overflew overflooded your 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 situation and disease showed up or whatnot but you got to be serious about this this Uh, is uh, let me just interrupt you for just a second because um our mission here at the breakthrough is multifaceted okay we are wanting to reach people um who have chronic disease and conditions and illnesses we want to reach people who are their caregivers we want to reach people who are healthy people who want to stay that way uh we want to reach people who are athletes we want to reach people who want to do all kinds of things to cultivate this concept of self-health. So we had said something earlier in this podcast, we both had have had this experience where, you know, in just about a decade, neither of us has spent five cents on a doctor copay for a sick visit. 
And, and that's not bragging and boasting. No, that's not bragging or boasting. But but what that is, is that is the outcome of doing something else that you said earlier in the podcast, which is you got to do the protocols. You got to do the protocols. You got to do the protocols. So some of those protocols are when you look at other parts of this site, they have to do with um, cultivating your mind and, and disabusing yourself of ignorance and becoming educated about how your body works. So what you just said, and I'm going to give it back to you, yep. what you just said is the opposite side. So I gave y'all the negative, but now I'm going to the positive. The positive side at the top is knowledge. Correct. But knowledge is. So I ain't got to give you a definition. If you don't know it, Google it. And <laughs> knowledge comes in the conscious mind, understanding. The only way you can get understanding is through studying. And you must know what you are studying. So when she says the protocols, we actually are giving you the cliff notes. So you really don't have to study, study, but you need to study what we told you to look at, you know? Um, right. right. So, so there's like, you know, you've got to, we're, we're, we're going to tell you literally from the top down, you know, what the process is. And we just hope and believe that based on your like trust and respect of us that you say, you know, these two seem like they know what they're talking about. You know, you have to begin uh, with your mind. And if you are impacted and sort of knocked out, you know, of your lane, right, with something that is an illness, um, you first want to address your mental health, address your mental health first. I mean, if it takes you down so low that you begin to just chronically spin around in that fear spot or in that helplessness or hopelessness spot. You have to take care of your mental health first. You have, if your stress that you feel around whatever a diagnosis is becomes distress, right? If you go from stress to distress, that's too much. Okay. If you are constantly anxious, um, if your sleep is chronically interrupted with negative thoughts, you need to seek some professional support from a coach, a therapist, or a psychiatrist even. And always, you know, if this helps you, make sure that you have an active support system, friends, family, and community. But sort of, you know, in that whole sphere of taking care of your mind, it is critical to cultivate that sense of open-mindedness where you can do what LaMail and I sort of refer to as like plucking out the old paradigms by the root. Like if you have practices in your life that you do as habits that have contributed to landing you in a bad place with a disease, let's say it's MS, and you were chronically suppressing your emotions, even though they were deadly emotions, right? If you end up with diabetes and you're, you know, 30, 40, 50, 60, 100 pounds overweight, there's some stuff that you've been doing in your own life, um, not that you are being blamed for the illness you have, but there are habits that we all develop in life that don't 
put us in the best place for good health outcomes. So that's the spot where you have to become open-minded to new learning, where you must read and study and do your homework. It can be scary. Yes. Let's just be honest. Like, I was scared as hell. (laughs) Yep. You know, like at the beginning in 2013, like, well, 20, I say 2015, I was scared. Mm -hmm. But I had to jack myself up and tell myself, we ain't got time to be scared. You can be scared, but you need to keep moving. There you go. There you go, yeah. Mm -hmm. Because... Standing still is not going to service you, so you have nothing to lose. You already losing. You're down by 21 points. Now you can just allow them to keep scoring on you, or you can stand up and be like, "No more, y'all." Okay, you got your three touchdowns. That's it. You made Sports Center. <laughs> for the first half of the game but the second half that's mine and we score more than (laughs) more points but was I scared hell yeah I was scared um I was scared out of my mind um because it was a lot of things that was going on in my mind but let me go back so you got understanding you're studying we helping you with your studying, but that's on your conscious level. And then on your subconscious level is faith. Faith is nothing but the substance things, hope for the evidence of things out. Okay. <laughs> substance is the substance. I mean, faith is the substance of things hoped for and the evidence of things not seen. We all have had faith. Yes. You we didn't have. know how you was going to do whatever it was. But somehow, some way, you did it. That's what faith is. It's not knowing. But you do know, based off of understanding, it has to happen. I don't know how. I don't know how it's going to or who's going to do it, but it's going to happen. That's where your faith comes in at. That's when you, like what I did. Okay, I'm scared as hell, but I do know that I've read about people in my lifetime as well as other people in past lifetimes that they kicked whatever it was that they was dealing with. Mm -hmm. So I'm not an alien. (laughs) So it has to happen. So that faith turns into where you now have a body that is well-being. The the you remember you was diseased or you was unease or you was all messed up. <laughs> now the body is well-being. So it's prepared now to accept yeah. new yeah. new new learning. Yeah. So so we're gonna actually interesting next week's podcast is also very interesting about pouring uh wine into wineskins, speaking of new and old and this and that. And, and that's going to also be a very interesting conversation. But so following the layer of the mind comes the body. And we are here to try and emphasize and emphasize and re-emphasize 
whether it's through our conversations or the books we're listing in the resource library, or it is the webinars, or it's the posts, the daily inspiration, we must learn to treat our bodies well. And that means some just really specific things. You've got to get enough sleep. You have to get out in the sunshine and get the vitamin D. It's protective. You know, a lot of people ask us, well, what are some coping mechanisms? Believe it or not, again, like LaMail said, your body is designed to heal itself. If you go sit outside in the sunshine for like 15 minutes a day, like maybe three, four times a day, that is like a natural antidepressant because you're going to get the vitamin D through the sunshine, which is the most natural way to get it. So that's a thing, get enough sleep, get enough sunshine and move around whatever, to whatever extent you can. We all are, we are designed to move around, you know, back in the um, day when, you know, human beings just began running around on the earth, we didn't have gyms and we didn't have, you know, um, professional football and organized sports and weightlifting and aerobics class and all that. We just walked around. We walked around a lot. So just get up and move, stretch, go for a walk, uh, you know, dance, things like that. Drink enough water. Okay. Well, I, I, I would like to say too. Wait, like, wait, before you say there's one more thing that's super important. And that is you must have a food plan that allows you to eat what's called on purpose, whatever. No. Whatever your purpose is, you have to eat on that purpose. If you're trying to not be obese, if you're trying to not be diabetic, if you're trying to heal from MS, if you're trying to rid yourself of cancer, you have to eat a certain way on purpose, intentionally, in order to help your body do what it's supposed to. Go ahead, LaMail. I'm so sorry. Just so, that. I, was, I, was, I basically was going to say, like, the things that you say, and I know a lot of people may say, how say that every, seem like every week. Well, that's how the mind repetition. <laughs> like, why are we doing it? Like, we're not doing it because we're smart, even though we are. Um, we're not doing it to sound good, even though we do. Um, <laughs> we're doing it because it's a rhyme and reason behind it. That's how the subconscious mind works. It works through repetition. Your name wasn't called one time and you responded to your parents. They had to call your name a lot of times before you actually start moving. If you were like me, <laughs> I knew my name, but I didn't want to do what they're saying. And so in other they, words, your, your brain makes a map and it begins to recognize your name. Yeah. Yeah. And so if you drink water and get sleep and get sunshine and move around and all these things yeah. I'm talking about, your, your cells will begin to reprogram themselves yep. so that yep. they are, for example, no longer insulin resistant in the case of that you're diabetic. If you do yep. these certain things, you will encourage your body through the chemistry of food and the chemistry of movement and et cetera, et cetera, and how you are self-talking and plucking out old paradigms that don't work. All of that together is sort of the breeding ground for healing. 
is what I hear. Hippocrates said it best. Let thy food be thy medicine and thy medicine be thy food. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Let your food be your medicine and your medicine be your food. If you feel good, whole food, that's your medicine. Like I am a walking example. I don't eat stuff that I, like she said, eat on purpose or oh, what did you say that's um, what i said eat on purpose that's whatever yeah, your so, purpose is be sure yeah, you're I, I i don't i don't eat things just to eat them like i'm i'm very finicky i'm like a little kid little kids if you really want to know how it's done watch a little kid one that hasn't been programmed to eat whatever whenever however but the ones that are really uh, i don't eat that i don't want that that's just how you're supposed to. I mean, yeah, some of them, they don't eat healthy stuff because they, you know, don't They've like probably it. probably been given unhealthy stuff. Yeah. But, yeah. but that's, that's yeah. sort of a whole nother topic yeah. another yeah. time. So watch a kid and like a baby. They're <laughs> going to drink milk as long as they are hungry. When they are full and you still try to force it in their mouth, you're going to have to clean up. Right. Just going to say, forget it. (laughs) So listen, um, I want to move on now to like the third part of the third, the third prong in the trident of sort of the big three here, which, you know, you start with your mind, then you take care of that. And then you take care of your body and the ways that we just named. And then there's your spirit. Let's not leave that behind. I mean, there's a great deal of, um, regenerating cells in ways that are programmed to work the right way that comes from the spiritual part of a human being through prayer and cultivating some sort of active relationship with your higher power. And whether that's meditating or deep breathing or actually praying or yoga or having pets or you know, cultivating a garden and having houseplants, um, loving, love, actively loving yourself. Okay. In like LaMail's 30 day love challenge that we talked about somewhere else, I think in the daily dose, right. These are like the spiritual aspects of healing and they must be incorporated in your daily practices. Um, I want to add what you just said real quick we are not bodies right we're living in a body like which means that we are perfect like we are perfect i know some people cringe when they hear that because they've been told but no we are perfect Mm -hmm. like a spirit doesn't have disease Mm -hmm. have you ever heard of somebody saying man that spirit got lupus huh wow he's talking or she's talking about that body having lupus right but the spirit is perfect Mm. perfect. so when she says cultivating that spirit you're cultivating your real person um Mm. you 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 have to you have to because you are spirit living and having a bodily ex, uh, um, experience. Mm. Um, but yeah, your spirit is perfect. So that's all I had to say because I tackle with that. 
I have to again. I'm I'm not. I'm not only a client. Um, as Biggie Small said on his song, I'm not only a client. I'm the prayer. I'm the player president. <laughs> but but I'm saying that um, to say I'm practicing what I'm telling y'all because I have to remind myself I'm the spirit. I'm not MS. I will never be MS. Even if I believed that I did have MS, that would be a lie because I cannot catch MS. My spirit does not catch have MS. Your spirit does not have MS. Nobody has any disease. Right. So um, with that, I just would love to encourage everyone to stay connected to us and um, be committed and on purpose uh, for your own health, healing, and for better outcomes in your future. Each week, we would love for you to join us here on the Breakthrough Podcast when we will discuss broad topics related to mind matters, paradigm shifts, food and fitness facts. We're going to get into that a lot more. The power uh, within us all, the concept of self-health. And we did a good job, I think, last week in this discussing with you how to break the bars of chronic illness and disease and much, much more. So I'd like to thank you all for joining us here on the show. Real quick, real, part real of, quick. Yeah, real quick. Um, yeah, y'all need to join in because it's about to get really interesting in the next couple of weeks. You do not want to miss what we're about to do. Like, I promise you, it's, it's really about to really get interesting. The month of May, we have a lot of really great programming. And so we just are looking forward to having you join us all. So we'll see you here again next week. Let it be a good one. Step into your greatness.